Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Dreaming is just guiding money, like I said Mm. at the beginning. So we often believe that we are allowed to do as much as money led us to do. Hmm. But it's not really like that. Money cannot guide who you want to be and where you want to go. Mm -hmm. You have to guide that tool that is there for you to use it into your life, into Mm. your dream. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Alejandra, welcome to She. Hi, how are you, Jordan? So I'm, happy to be here. Oh, I'm so good. I'm so glad to have you. This is a topic I've been looking forward to chatting with you about. So I'm excited to dive into everything you're going to share with us today. But before we do that, let's start by hearing just a little bit of your story and your background and kind of what led you to become a financial coach. Absolutely. Well, my name is Alejandra Rojas. I am a finance professional and a money coach. And really how I entered to the world was because of my own story. Mm. So I've been uh, always um, the finance kind of girl. (laughs) (laughs) Like I I used to play with invoices when I was little instead of going out uh, because both of my parents are accountants. So I will help them with the, you know, admin and putting the stamps and all that world really interests me a lot. Mm. And, you know, I studied finances uh, at high school, then university and all that, Mm. and came to end up in the corporate finance. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, applying all the strategies and doing exactly the steps that they tell you that you had to do and follow these and and then Mm. think about what is the next step. So... All, all the train, like the life train, what I call, came to me very fast. Like that quote unquote successful life came to me in, in a way that I wasn't realizing what I was doing. Hmm. And I ended up having a money burnt out. Hmm. And <laughs> I was working in finances. Wow. And I was like, wait, what? The thing that I love as a professional is taking literally health Mm. out of me um no that's that this cannot happen Mm -hmm. so that kind of started the whole coaching applying what i'm really good at and what i love as a professional Mm. which is finances and understanding money and behavior with the holistic practices Mm. that when i was little 
kind of gave me life because I was diagnosed with a immune system sickness oh, when wow. I was six years old. And kind of those practices really dreaming mindset development and all these wellness practices mm. somehow really helped. And I just combined them. And now mm. it's this beautiful thing to me to teach other people, hey, you have one life to live here. Mm. You don't have to be worrying about money. I can mm. teach you how to like how you structure that and mm. then you take care of yourself. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so interesting and so good. I'd be curious if you can share, you talk a little bit, I know about this concept of holistic fitness and you just touched on this. So I want to talk about it. What does that mean? Like, how did you get to this place? And what is that? How does it differ from the approach that most people take toward money? Yeah, so holistic finances to me is to really put yourself first. There is a this is what I always say. They cannot be personal finances without the person. To me, money is just the tool and you are in charge to guide money uh, to support you in different ways. So when you really take the perspective that holistic finances is not just about, oh, let me just sit down and do a budget mm. and see how, how much money I don't have so I can... <laughs> Not enjoy my life for the next 15 days because mm -hmm. the paycheck ran out. Mm -hmm. It's more about okay, this is part of my identity. Money is important to me because I mm -hmm. want to do all these things. And I know that the way that I deal with one thing on my life reflects in other parts of my life. So mm -hmm. it's really consider everything of who you are and not just that foreign topic uh, mm. that is often like a bad thing for most of the people. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. Wow. I love that definition. And I love how you've come to that. That's awesome. Okay, I want to I just have so many questions, because I think that <laughs> your your approach is awesome. And I, and I love that it's like this holistic view of like fitness and money and taking care of your resources well and stewarding them well. And so I want to start with a little bit of an overview before we dig into some more specific questions, if that's okay. So what are your five steps that we can take to go from stressful debt to a joyful debt-free journey? Because I think the idea of debt or like trying to get out of debt can be so stressful for us and it can actually take a toll on us. Like we can get to a place of burnout, just trying to like get there as fast as we can, or it can be actually really unenjoyable and really painful. Yeah. And so what are the steps that we can take to go from a stressful uh, place of debt to an actual joy and joy-filled debt-free journey? Yeah, so this is such a great question because I want to tell you, Jordan, I was there. Like the way that the money burned out came to me was because I accumulated debt, the biggest amount of debt that I've seen in my life mm -hmm. when I tripled my income and when I was in front of everybody else's eyes, mm -hmm. I was being successful. Mm -hmm. So it's not a foreign concept and the five steps that I've developed are really considering that we have to be okay with ourselves first mm -hmm. and then we can take care of the money. So mm -hmm. the first step of that is having a dream or a life out of debt. And this is very important because when you are trapped in that cycle, Everything that you are doing is just thinking about debt, debt. Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot get out of this. I cannot afford to do anything else. 
outside that cycle. And guess what you're doing? You're perpetuating that cycle because you're not allowing yourself to think beyond those. Okay, now that is gone for you. What else? What else are you going to do? You have normalized Mm -hmm. so much to be in debt Mm -hmm. that you cannot even think about a life without it. And Mm -hmm. that's the first step that you have to start Mm -hmm. allowing your mind to go to different places. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah, you're right. Then we got... Kind of, and and I do this analogy always, um, (laughs) my clients really laugh at it, but the second step is really kind of thinking like a GPS. Like for you to make the GPS work, you have to know where you, like, where is your point A? Mm -hmm. You have to assess where you are right now. Mm -hmm. And here's where quote unquote badgering is bad for many people Mm -hmm. because it's really confronting where you are. But The invitation for this second step is to look at it as, oh, I'm just going to see what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to my bank statements or I'm going to go to my credit card statements and see what is going on. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to judge anything. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna <laughs> lay out Mm -hmm. the point eh? Mm -hmm. (laughs) where, where, like, where is this starting from? And by you doing that, by you addressing that baseline, what you're doing is like you are sending really a sign to your brain and also to your subconscious mind to tell, okay, I'm not running in automatic pilot anymore. I'm being here present to know that this is where I'm starting my journey and that I have now a dream out of that debt mm-hmm. that I'm going to pursue. Yeah, that's good. I love how you said think like a GPS, because a lot of times we may have there's I think we get like the A or the B, meaning we may know really where we're at right now, but have no idea where we need to go or where we want to go. And so we are kind of like moving through life aimlessly and find even financially making decisions somewhat aimlessly, right? We're just kind of like floating around and not really working toward an aim or a destination. Or on the flip side, we may have an idea of where we'd like to be or where we'd like to go or, you know, our destination may be in mind, but we may not have a very good grasp on like, where am I actually starting though? Because if you don't know where you're starting, it's hard to know your next step, right? Like, where do you even start if you're not sure where you're at? So I love that. That's super helpful. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's the second step. And when you are clear on that point A, coming back to the GPS, let's just go with the GPS Mm -hmm. because I love that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Going back to the GPS. Once you know where you are, you kind of need to put the route, right? The mm-hmm. route that you're going to follow. So when you put the addresses in your in your GPS, they're going to tell you, okay, this is the, the best way, the fastest way, the way without tolls. All that is going to come up for you. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the third step. The, the third step, trying to get out of that cycle, um, making the dead less stressful mm. is to address what may come in your way. And those things are mainly emotional, mainly mm. the way that we perceive ourselves mm. when we are in debt, mm. the way that we think somebody else perceives what we are doing or what we are not doing Mm. with money. So this is the thing with debt and what it makes it so stressful is that we are not just dealing with our own emotions. 
because we are in debt, but also we are dealing with the emotions of, oh, I'm so quote unquote bad or dumb or stupid even mm. because I made these this purchase or because I didn't manage my money well. All of those thoughts mm-hmm. are emotions mm-hmm. that are, are coming to your way and they have to be forgiven. One mm-hmm. of the biggest things when we talk about debt and when we talk about mindset and emotions with that mm-hmm. is that we continuously judge ourselves mm. for the past decisions. Mm. And that doesn't help the cycle. Wow. I think you're right. Wow. I hadn't even thought about how judgmental we can be toward ourselves. Like that just gets us so stuck. Wow. I never really thought that we could do that. But the way you just put that, I'm like, oh, yep, you're totally right. <laughs> we look at our decisions <laughs> and we judge them a hundred percent. Yeah. And then we get stuck. Yes. Hmm. And it's, it's so simple to get on that trap on that cycle mm-hmm. because again, if you have missed the step number one and you don't have a vision out of it, mm-hmm. you are gonna continue saying, "Well, that uh, is normal," because that's mm-hmm. one of the biggest common beliefs. Everybody mm-hmm. has a credit card, right? Mm-hmm. That is normal. Uh, there is nothing wrong with it, or having justifications about why you do the purchases that you do Mm -hmm. so you kind of talk yourself out of that judgment Mm -hmm. so that emotional healing it's Mm. very very important wow that's interesting and so the other two steps Mm -hmm. that we are missing Mm -hmm. is to really bring the that dead free self Mm -hmm. to the now Mm -hmm. and to plan accordingly so these two steps, of course, number three has a big weight on the whole process, but bringing your debt-free self to the now, mm-hmm. being able to plan accordingly is really asking yourself, okay, the person that is out of debt, mm-hmm. the person that is already managing the money the way that she wants to manage it, mm-hmm. receiving them on the money that she wants to receive, what decisions would she make with her money? And then plan according to that because one of the biggest misconceptions of being in debt is that you cannot do anything else but pay that debt. Mm -hmm. But if you don't plan proactively to have a life after that, Mm -hmm. what is going to happen is that it's never going to be enough for Mm -hmm. you. Wow. Yeah, so... Those ones are the the five steps that mm. you can go through to go from stressful to joyful mm. and really is tapping into number one, spend as much time as you can dream in for a life outside of it. Mm. And number three, I cannot stress mm. enough how how really forgiving yourself and knowing that what you're living right now with your money, mm-hmm. it's not your forever. Mm, that's good. Wow, that's good. I love that. Thank you for sharing those. That's, I mean, I love how it's, it really kind of even going back to what you were talking about a minute ago, like this holistic perspective on it, because it's some practical, but it's also like the deeper work of like, okay, I can't judge this. It kind of like the emotional side that comes with money. I don't know if that's yeah. the right way to say it, but like the mindset around it and the practicals, it's just like, so key to kind of shifting in from this place of like stress and judgment and discouragement to positivity and joyfulness and intentionality going forward. So I I really appreciate you sharing those. 
One other question that I have, and this may kind of go hand in hand with the five steps, but what would you say, what role does dreaming play when it comes to money management? Like as we're thinking about the future, like how can we continue to adjust our dreams and goals as we go and keep those in mind in the process as we're learning to manage money well? Yeah. So yeah, like you said, it goes uh, hand in hand and really dreaming is just guiding money like i said Mm. at the beginning so we often believe that we are allowed to do as much as money let us to do Mm. but it's not really like that money cannot guide who you want to be and where you want to go Mm -hmm. you have to guide that tool that is there for you to use it into your life into Mm. your dream so the way that i i suggest that you start if you are feeling very stressful and down with money is to start you know walking baby steps mm-hmm. into okay what's the next thing that mm-hmm. i believe mm-hmm. i it will be good if i achieve it mm-hmm. it will be good for me for my confidence with money mm-hmm. to show me that i can do this it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be this big thing and it doesn't really it doesn't have to be good according to somebody else mm-hmm. it's just about you mm-hmm. it's about what will make you feel more confident in your abilities in your natural abilities to manage money mm-hmm. so when you really tap into dreaming like I said before I have a, a, a huge background with daydreaming because I literally own my health mm. <laughs> to daydreaming uh, but when you are able to imagine yourself in a different position mm-hmm. you are giving that space to your brain to find different solutions mm. and that's what we need with money yeah wow so so good thank you for sharing that Okay. Another question. You ready for it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. How does fear keep us from achieving our financial goals? And what steps do you have or what advice do you have for overcoming those fears? Just kind of in the context of dreaming and kind of shifting our mindset from stressful to joyful. I think fear can really get in the way of that. I know we kind of, you touched on that a little bit, but we haven't gotten to dive into that. And so I'd love if you can share your thoughts on how does that keep us from achieving our monetary goals, but also what steps can we take to overcome those fears so that we can achieve those goals? Absolutely. So fear is something that we shouldn't just ignore or dismiss. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to to feel the fear and say, well, might as well not look at the fear Mm -hmm. because that's just not allowing yourself to tell, like allowing your body to tell, okay, this is something that we don't know because that fear comes from not knowing what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And really ask yourself, be, be as like, be your best friend, ask yourself, why Am I feeling this fear? What Mm. is the real reason? And this goes into the money mindset and the emotional work that we have to do to transform our finances. Because often what happens is that fear comes from that limiting belief or that belief that you picked up on the way when you were growing up. Mm -hmm. Maybe, and to put you an example, maybe you heard uh, that money doesn't grow on the trees <laughs> that mm-hmm. money is the root of all evils mm-hmm. and then you are trying to 
you know, move on with your business and you're trying to charge the prices that you believe mm-hmm. they are prices for your services, but then you want to put yourself out there and you are so fearful of putting yourself out there because if somebody buys that product from you, that means that you are contributing to be part of that evilness that we talk mm, about. That is so true. Like it's so, it's not something we probably consciously think like I'm contributing exactly. to evil, but it's this like, oh, well, money's the root of all evil. So if I make too much, therefore I'm contributing to the problem. Wow. So exactly. <laughs> so that's why we cannot avoid fear. We mm. actually invite it to the table and we sit down and say, okay, what's going on here? Why am I feeling this? And of course, this is not a conscious conversation that you're going to have one time mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. You have to do it with, again, little steps. And this is how we get into how we move even when you are feeling that fear. Mm-hmm. And it always comes back to what is that next step that is going to make you believe? Because mm. It's 95% of the things that we do, especially with money, are in your subconscious. Hmm. And subconscious Wait, say that again. It, 95% of the things that we do with money are in your subconscious? Exactly. Wow. <laughs> That's wild. Did you see? My new book, Embrace Your Almost, is officially out in the world, and I can't believe it's available to you anywhere books are sold. You can grab it from Amazon or Target or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million. There's some special editions out there, too. Target has an exclusive edition. Barnes & Noble and Books A Million both have signed editions. And you can also get it at local independent bookstores. Anywhere books are sold, you should be able to find it. So if you are walking through a season of unmet expectations or disappointment or broken dreams or waiting or uncertainty, this book will bless your life. If you are not in one of those seasons, but you're just not entirely sure what's next for you, this book will bless your life. And if you have a loved one or a friend or a sister who's walking through a season like that, who's dealing with unmet expectations or broken dreams or uncertainty or waiting, this book will be such a great gift for her or something to pass on to her. So if that sounds like something you need or something a loved one in your life needs, grab a copy. Grab a copy from Amazon. Grab a copy from Barnes & Noble, from Target, from anywhere books are sold. I cannot wait to hear what you think. And I cannot wait to not only get this message in your hands, but also for you to pass on this message and share it because I believe it's more than a message. It's a movement. So as you listen, as you go about your day, I would love for you to put it in order, grab a copy and start reading as soon as it arrives at your door. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. 
Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for- one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Yes, because subconscious mind, like, I mean, we are such a beautiful human beings. <laughs> like, we are such a beautiful machine. And your brain has to learn how to be effective. Mm. Like, your your brain has to learn why the things that by you doing it one, two, or three times, it's going to learn to do it in a more effective way. Mm. And you deal with money every single day. Mm-hmm. So, the way that you learn how to deal with money is starting on what you believe. If you believe that money is never enough, Mm -hmm. you're going to learn how to deal with money not being enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so all those fears is you stepping out of that knowing zone, that comfort zone Mm -hmm. of your beliefs and really challenging your mind to Mm -hmm. do it in a different way. Mm So the only way that I really encourage my clients to, you know, dance, we call it dance with the fear, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to do this beautiful dance is to really ask yourself what is going to be, if it doesn't have to be this big jump, but what is the next belief that Mm -hmm. is going to make me feel safe Mm -hmm. in my safest space? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's going to expand my view Mm -hmm. of money. Mm -hmm. Wow. So powerful. So good. Okay. I want to dig into some practicals. How do you feel about that? (laughs) I'm like, this is so good, but let's dig into some practicals. Okay. So I think 
you know, budgeting is what most people think of when we use the word money management. And I'd be curious, where do you advise people to start when it comes to creating a budget and what we can do to take the stress out of that process? Oh, love that. Love that because budget itself, it's just like, I understand. Mm -hmm. I understand why you are stressed even just to hear the word budget. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the thing is that it shouldn't be just about budgeting. Budget mm. is just a template that can't do anything without you actually implementing it. Mm. So it should be, or, or the way I uh, teach, it's a whole date with my money. Can mm. you imagine if you actually approach your money as this best date ever that you have to have every month Hmm. and I actually make my clients to go on a money date you want to dress up for your date dress up for your day fill Hmm. the mood and really go on a date to know how money was supporting you throughout Hmm. your month Hmm. so you now you're tapping into a different view you're tapping into the view of oh I see that I have made some purchases Mm -hmm. that they are not in alignment with me anymore. So I'm not going to make them next Mm -hmm. month. Mm -hmm. And and, and you start kind of knowing that part of yourself that knows Mm -hmm. how to manage money Mm -hmm. for her own benefit. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when you go and fill out the budget, because that's just one step of the whole money planning, when you go and fill out the budget, you go with a perspective of just guiding money. Mm. So when you do a budget in a money um, date, what you do is that you are putting the categories, which are the priorities for your life. Mm. It all comes from you. It all Mm. comes from what's going to support you. Mm. And then you have just to put you an example, you have your living expenses, mm. everything for your living, your car, your food, or everything like that. Mm. And you add this wonderful and mind-blowing part that I love, and you add a dream budget, and you mm. add an intention mm. behind that dream budget. Mm. What you're doing there is that you're coming back to the sense of what makes sense to you and not just about money. Because... Mm. If one category of that budget template doesn't make sense to your life, why you have it there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I also love that it's almost like you're creating, you're not like, because I think a lot of times budgets feel very restrictive yeah. and limiting, which to a degree, they're like the, what are those called when you go bowling, the like bumpers, right? Like they kind of yeah. keep you on track, but having like room for like the enjoyable part and the dreaming part. Is that what you said? The dream, like a dream budget? Yes. Yeah. So- the dream budget really is putting yourself in a position of allowing your mind to expand more. Mm. So just to uh, say this example, because we just did a money date with one of my clients before mm. the, the, this interview. And she really, really wants to have a renovation of her, her garden in the next 12 months. So she was feeling very restrictive because... To all of the things that she needs to manage, 
that doesn't feel like a priority. Mm-hmm. However, it means that she's going to have her house in the way that she wants to be living in. Mm-hmm. It means that, like, it means so many different things when you put that intention. Mm-hmm. So what we do with the dream budget column is that, okay, your current budget, it's zero for that, for that part of right now for this month. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be zero forever. So open a space on your budget and allow yourself to see it there and then allocate money in your dream budget. Because once you open up and you receive more, you now know that there is a space for your garden renovation. Yeah, love that. Love that. So cool. And it's so simple, but it, it, it like creates, I don't know, is the, was the right word like a sense of possibility or like... Um, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Excitement even like joy. That's awesome. I love that. It's such a great idea. Okay. Speaking of budgeting and dreaming and all the things we also touched on debt earlier. And I wanted to circle back to that because debt can mm-hmm. easily become a cycle too. And so I would love if you can share what advice you have on breaking the cycle of debt, honestly, so that we can feel the freedom to dream and have the capacity to to work toward our dreams and not feel like we keep getting like sucked back into a cycle. So I would love to hear any advice that you have on breaking that cycle. Yes, to break the cycle, really, you just need to break it first in your mind. And it's a little bit of what we talked about before. You have to let yourself see, dream, feel beyond that possibilities that you have right now. So very uh, strategic things that you can do is to start journaling. Journal about what you're going to do once you have zero balances in all of your credit card, what would you like? What would you do? Where would you go? Once you receive that last balance and you paid it off, what like how your life is gonna look once that happens? Hmm. That's the first thing in your mind to break the cycle. Now, the second thing that you can do to break your, the cycle is to address your money story and your story with debt. And this it has to do with the beliefs that we were talking about. So the way that you create your money story and your story with debt mostly is when you are little because you are creating that subconscious mind. You are a subconscious mind walking. Hmm. So you're picking up all these emotions that then translate into the basis for you to stick into a belief and then habit Mm. so addressing that story is super important Mm. it doesn't matter how many strategies you try if it is the snowball and i'm gonna just say here like dead uh, kill dead strategies it doesn't matter if it is the snowball strategy or the average strategy i don't know Mm. so many out there it is not going to be sustainable if you don't address your money story. Mm. And the reason why is because, again, your subconscious mind covers 95% of everything that you do. Mm-hmm. So that strategy becomes that stressful thing mm-hmm. because it becomes like, oh, I'm not making the steps that the strategy is telling me, therefore, I'm going to fail. Yeah. So you just added another stress on top of everything. Yeah. Well, you know what it reminds me of, even like in a health journey, for example, like if you have a symptom that's or like a chronic condition that keeps coming back up, whether that's a skin issue or a, a 
pain or something like that. And you just keep like throwing a strategy to like a bandaid on it, like a, a topical solution where it gets better for a minute and then it comes back. Right. And the problem with that is you're never actually like tackling or finding the root problem, which may be in your mm-hmm. gut or your immune system or something else. And so you just keep like trying these different strategies that may help temporarily, but don't actually resolve anything. And it just, yeah. it's it's like a similar comparison. Like if you are just trying all of these like external topical strategies with your money, but you're not addressing the root issue that's creating the cycle to begin with and the symptom of getting back into debt over and over, you're just going to keep finding yourself in the same place. Would you say that's a pretty accurate comparison? Yeah, absolutely. It's just so on point. Mm-hmm. And I love that comparison because so many people can relate to that. Mm-hmm. And it's really the same with your money. Mm-hmm. And the the thing with money is that you have to get so comfortable with it mm-hmm. because we deal with it every single time, every mm-hmm. single day, mm-hmm. that if you don't address that story, if you don't address the root of the problem, you're just going to take joy out of your life. Mm-hmm. And nobody, nobody deserves to be unhappy because of money. Mm-hmm. Nobody deserves, you know, be stressed because of a tool that doesn't work mm-hmm. when you have the solution in your hands mm-hmm. and it doesn't require to learn and know everything about finances. It truly is learning about yourself mm. what is a priority for you for you what your definitions of uh, success of financial freedom and mm-hmm. everything is for you mm. and then use those different strategies to you know follow the path mm. but it all starts with you yeah that's great so good okay one more question what would you say to well first I think sometimes it's easy to fall off of the like fall off track or get off track because we're trying to stick to an unrealistic budget or we're expecting ourselves to be someone we're not or just over like overstretching ourselves. I don't know if overstretching is the right word, but overextending. That's the word I'm looking for. Overextending ourselves. How can we be intentional or what would you say about being intentional with our money strategy and work and, and working with our personality and habits instead of working against them? I love that because that's the whole point. That's the whole point. You have to really get to know yourself and work in quote unquote backwards, but Mm. it's not backwards. Like to me, this is not backwards. You being true to yourself first is the first step. Mm. You are sitting down. So the reason why, and I want to touch on this a little bit. The reason why it feels restrictive mm-hmm. and out of alignment, it's because you're budgeting for somebody else's ideas, uh, not for yours. That's good. I think a lot of us do that with anything, right? Like we are, yeah, right. yeah wow. So you see, this is, once you put yourself into the equation, remember personal finances, it's mm-hmm. about the person. Mm-hmm. When you put yourself into that equation and you say, well, I really, like, I've heard that having a house means that I will be financially free, Mm -hmm. but I don't really want to have a house. Mm -hmm. What I want to do is, I don't know, to have my business Mm -hmm. or to do something else. Mm -hmm. Then you are being authentic Mm -hmm. and you are being yourself. And that way your budget is not going to fall through the cracks Mm -hmm. because 
you are going to make sure to back up with your beliefs mm. that idea of yourself and you're going to guide money. Mm. So good. Love it. I think that's, you know, a big thing that I talk about. It's like, it's not success in any capacity financially or just in general in life. Like it's not necessarily about having it all or doing all the things you think you're supposed to do. It's about doing the things that are in alignment with what you actually value. Like it's ultimately about what is the right things for you. And in this season of your life or in the next five years of your life, like maybe for some of us, that's owning a house. And for others of us, that's traveling or like doing something else that we want to invest our time, money, talent into. And I think a lot of times we just feel the pressure of like, well, this is what society tells me I'm supposed to do next. And so therefore that must be what I'm supposed to do. And we haven't really thought through like, is that in alignment with what I actually value? Mm -hmm. And is that like, is that what's right for me to do? You know? So anyways, I, I really have leaned into this because the way I've put it is like, just because it sounds good doesn't mean it's right for you. And I think we kind of set arbitrary goals, which is a lot. It really reminds me of what you're saying. It's like, we are so susceptible to setting arbitrary goals, whether that's, I want to make six figures on this launch in my business. Okay. Why? Like, that's great if you do, but like, do you even have a reason for that? Or is it just because it sounds good or you heard your right. friend do it or you saw it on Instagram or whatever, you know? Right. So yeah, I think it's just like remembering that it's not simply about what sounds good or what you see other people doing or what you think you're supposed to do, but it's really about like, what do I actually need? What do I value? What's right for me in this season of my life to be working toward, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. And what is really what is that I want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because that's the thing. That's one of the reasons why budgeting and being out of debt and all this becomes such a burner because everybody's telling you what you should be doing and what you should be having. And we don't take the time to really ask ourselves, okay, what is it that I want mm-hmm. now? Yeah, absolutely. And I think we we don't even think to ask that because it sounds selfish, I think. Like, Oh, well, Mm -hmm. I need to think about what my family wants and what my friends want. And it's important to consider the people in our lives and the things that we can do to support them and our responsibilities and everything else. But I think if, I I think when you ask the question, like, what do I want? It actually is really just asking like, what do I value? And the reality is if you're not clear on that, you're not going to steward anything well, and that's going to become a problem. Like you're just going to become, it's going to make you very aimless, you know? So I think that's a really challenging but important question to ask because some people might say, I really want to like move out and have 10 acres of land and have like a, you know, self-sustaining farm for my family in the next 10 years. I really want to, you know, maybe rent because I don't really care about owning land or a home, but I want to be able to travel the world. And, you know, like everyone's going to have a different like value based off of their experience and the things they care about. But I think we get tied up in like what it's supposed to be and we miss like what it's, what it can be. So I I think that's really good advice. I actually love that. And I think this is a really great place to like, uh, like put a period on it because I think that's something so many of us need to hear. So I want to just finish by asking if someone finds themselves struggling with debt or struggling to budget or discouraged in their financial journey. Also, I think my dog is barking in the back. So if you can hear that, I apologize. (laughs) He sees a squirrel and he's like, it's the end of the day. What's happening? But if, but for anybody who is, you know, just on this journey and trying to figure out what they do value or what money management can look like for them and dreaming about the future, what encouragement would you give them if they're just feeling like they're hitting a wall? Yeah. So If you are in that position, the first thing that I want you to know is that this situation, what is happening right now, it's not going to be your forever. This is also going to pass. And the fact that you're feeling that way is a beautiful 
space for you to start shifting. Why you're feeling that way? What can you do better? Little by little, step by step, one day at a time. And the second thing that I want you to do is that you reach out to somebody that you consider a safe space and just get all of those feelings out. What is happening? Because we need to talk about money. <laughs> we need to talk about really what's happening inside. So you kind of get clear, not for anybody else, but for you to kind of process what is happening inside of your mind and why you're feeling that frustrated and that you have no option. And if you don't have a safe space to do it like a friend or a family, because you don't, you know, sometimes it's difficult, you can always come to my Instagram and we have a conversation. It's really just about talking it out because you're not alone on this journey. And there's so many people that is going to be there you have to speak up. So, so good. I really, I, I second everything that you said. I love that so much. Okay. I don't want to take all of your time. I feel like we could talk about this forever because I think this is such an important topic, but you've covered so much and given some really helpful advice and some practical steps we can take. So I would love if you can share where can our listeners learn more from you if they'd like to continue on this journey? Absolutely. Well, the best place for me is Instagram at the moment. I'm spending much time more than I should be on Instagram. <laughs> so you can go to Alejandra r underscore coach and you will find me there but also my website is alejandrar.com and you can send me an email if you want and really just come for a talk i love to have conversations i love if you pick my brain on money you're gonna have me here talking all the time uh, so <laughs> yeah that's how that's how they can contact me and i have yeah, lots, lots of free resources. And I run a challenge uh, from time to time where we actually do exactly this, dreaming about uh, something different, pursuing the dream. And you see how everything comes to place with your money when you are following uh, that holistic finance financial approach. Mm, awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and for everything you've shared. It's been so valuable, so relevant and very, very practical. You guys go follow her. I just looked her up on Instagram and she told us her Instagram handle and I was like, oh yeah, this is like chock full of goodness. So if this, <laughs> if this encouraged you or resonated with you at all, it's definitely worth the follow. Alejandra, thank you so much for being here. It has been such a blessing getting to talk with you. Thank you, Jordan. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, 
and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.